We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Experience! Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022, the Travelers Championship Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, plus a recap of the U.S. Open, the best golf tournament in some time. Excited! to relive the devastation that was the back nine of that tournament. For me, I mean, for the viewing audience, it was great. Me as a viewer, absolutely loved it. Me as a bettor, didn't love it quite as much as maybe some others who would bet on Matthew Fitzpatrick. Either way, we'll go through all of that. Reminder to smash like button to the episode. Give me your early lean down in the comment section for the Traveler Championship. The research show is already out. You can see where I'm coming from with a lot of the stats that have come through so far. Plus, we got some angles from the U.S. Open to talk through. But the Listener's League is now open. 2,500 spots this week. Thank you for filling it a week ago. Hope everyone had a great Father's Day. That's always nice. Uh, yeah, but like fill the listeners league. That'd be great. And the live chat this week, we are switching times. We are no longer going at noon Eastern time on Wednesdays with Tambo. We are going at 9.15 a.m. Eastern time with Tambo. This way we thought we can get it out early. You just get, if you're someone who goes into the office right now, you can get to work. You can throw that on. You can space out for the first hour and a half and listen to some golf. Maybe ask a question or two. Don't get banned for life. Because no one ever wants to do that. 
Although seeing people seem to think it makes it a fun part of the show, but I you know, get my blood pressure goes up. I'm getting old now. I can't have high blood pressure. Either way, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, Tambo and I will be talking. Plus, it gives everyone the entire day to consume the audio podcast at the same time rather than coming out just in the afternoon. So that's where we're at with golf coverage this week. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off. Jeff Feinberg, I hope it was a happy Father's Day for you. And can you tell the people? Okay, I don't want to reveal your secret. Do you want to tell the people? I don't know. I'm weathered this morning, Pat. My secret. Yeah, you got a you, was, got, you got a happy Father's Day wish from oh, who? That is true. No, and I, I kind of tweeted it out there yesterday. During it was a. I honestly thought when this happened, Will Zalatoris was unstoppable. That I was unstoppable. <laughs> And that he would therefore be unstoppable. But I sent out my obligatory happy Father's Day, Philip Rivers um, picture that someone made for us years ago with me, like, memed as one of his kids. I I do this every year. It's like guaranteed 200, 180 likes. It's like a free like tweet. (laughs) Honestly, like go back like eight years. This tweet is just recycled. I tweet it fresh every year. Uh, This year it caught the eye of the inner circle of Philip Rivers. And his brother tweeted me, my uncle, to say, um, you know, uh, happy Father's Day. And then I had some DMs coming in from people on the inner circle to say, yeah, Philip doesn't have Twitter, but he appreciates you. And he he sees the tweet. And we've essentially set up uh, a, a meet and greet when Gates goes into the Hall of Fame at like a TBD date. Respect and consent. Respect and consent on the hug. But yeah, no, now you're making me smile, Pat, because I'm... I'm weathered. I don't even want to be here. Like Monday morning after the U S open been a lot of fun ones, but Oh, I'm happy for Fitz, but just pick my corpse up off the ground. Wasn't like DJ at um, chambers Chambers, where I was literally, you could have like stenciled me on the floor as my wife arrived home from a cottage, but I was just corpse. I was corpse it took a lot out of me i didn't even swing a club when zalatoris had the putt on 18 after fitzpatrick had tapped in i let me ask you this first good first good first all right i thought it was in first things first like fitz went and tapped in then zalatoris had his putt do you think that fitz should have marked his ball so he would have had the like the glory of having the winning putt and then he can go celebrate i thought that was kind of strange Yeah, it was. And I saw a lot of like on the generic non-sports replay shows, like their highlight was the Zalatoris misput and then the Zalatoris and then the smirk of Fitzpatrick and then him consoling his caddy. Like that's the highlight as opposed to him getting to make the tapping. Um, You're right. I don't know. He did what whatever. He's still... uh, yeah, what a what a tournament. What a tournament. The US Open has been so kind to me. I had such a great run. And then the last couple of years I've had guys with the lead on the back nine. And it just it's just heartbreak. But it's so much fun. All I asked was to be there to the end, and I was literally there to the absolute end. But that would have been a big one. That would have been a big one. Could have paid for the family trip to Disneyland. Uh that was not knitting uh style trip. 
that 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 so you know that i was thinking about getting that free roll so that that's just all coming out of the bank account now not cheap uh yeah i love you willie back on the horse happy for fitzpatrick never betting him at 30 to one i bet other good players around that number not him it's now the what second time third time Second time in four years, the guy, no, second time in three years, that the guy who made the gains to get extra distance, and that's been a part of his narrative, has ended up winning the U.S. Open. We saw it with Bryson at Wingfoot, and you probably couldn't go more, whatever the, the packages were for Francis Ouet for the rest of the week, Sunday was dedicated to, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick really been working on his distance. And it's true, the numbers do dictate that he's gotten a lot longer off the tee, but that's two guys, like the two main guys that we've heard of who have done this have now won the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, two very different, like, approaches. Obviously, Fitz was more, I mean, Bryson's was like a ball to the wall, absolute, like, no, like, um, reckless abandon way for it. And I guess, yeah, Fitz had been quietly, not quietly, the statistics show it's been a buildup, but clearly took that little frame and that that uh yeah he worked on it and it was beautiful him piping those drives between yeah the fits distance and the new friendship in golf like the willie scheffler lifelong friendship you know now it was almost there to overtake justin and jordan for a moment but uh yeah great it was a great week everyone who really competed for that thing was you know, 30 to one or under, we're going to go back to next year's us open. We're going to bet the exact same profile. That's it. Nothing changes for me. I mean, I don't know if it was a bias that I had money on both Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler to win this tournament, but it did seem, and I mean, I, I, I assume that a lot of people felt that way, that coming out of the first few holes, that it was like, oh my God, Scheffler's on a tear. And then guess who had to open his fucking mouth and talk about Scotty Scheffler? Guess who? He's got a way about it. Um, he, yeah. he he did your, yeah, he, like, did, he did your boy John Ramen too when we were doing the cut sweat show. He did my boy John Ramen. What a yeah tough tough you know for him. Rory tried to fight back at the very end. Um, what was I going to say about Scheffler? Yeah, both Scheffler and Fitz and Zelatoris had two stroke leads on the day, and Fitzpatrick over overcame it all. Um, I had some big Hideki 250 to one that, that was like, Oh, maybe if he got another number in there, it could have been fun. But, uh, yeah, I owe you guys money. Cause Keegan played great and Tommy hasn't gotten braces yet. Uh, so we'll gotta just keep, keep grinding. I, the Keegan stuff was weird. Cause I had the, I obviously I had the outright on him, but I had the top eight to go along with it. And he opens with three consecutive bogeys to start the round. But then I went and looked oh. back, I looked back at his third round and I looked back at his second round and he had done the exact same thing both days. He started each of the rounds plus three before he ever made a birdie. So I was like, all right, maybe it's, it's the, the back part of you know, from seven on is when Keegan really starts to shine, but he legitimately could have been there. Could he have made a, eight foot putt during the course of the day he just didn't make any of them yeah i guess that's an often keegan keegan story that was the one that was a storyline i wasn't really here for like sunday morning there were a lot of players i'd be happy for fits included um even you know joel damon obviously the canada with with, with uh hadwin um anybody 
but but yeah and i also think i mean people have jt created this like insane outlier expectation pat in some respects because people like people were almost expecting a comeback like some crazy comeback when like that's the outlier because fitz final group rom final group um bryson final group woodland final group Brooks, I believe, double final group. I could be wrong, but definitely right at the, the tip of both of them. The second one, I believe, was Shinnecock was 100% final group. Um, Spieth final group. So, and even going to all of them, like, there rarely is rare to see. Justin just did it while missing those putts on 16 and 18, and he became generational. But yesterday was a big battle for anybody who wasn't special because we had nine guys under par, and three of them were the hot best golfers in the world. Like the four best golfers in the world, I would say are in no order are JT, Scotty, Rory, and Rom. And all of them but JT were there. And then Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris, you could argue, are two top 10 current informed golfers in the world. I don't think you could argue that in current form. And I would argue Sam Burns might be the fifth best golfer in the world. How, so. da- how dare you just throw shade on Morikawa? He comes fifth at the U.S. Sorry, Open. Yeah, he's no, fifth he's at right the there. Masters. Right he's won two, two majors in the past two years. Yeah. I don't know. He's been sh- – I mean, at this moment. At this moment. I mean, it's pretty good. He has two top fives in majors. And, and you want to know something? I actually thought his Sunday was marvelous, and that's easy to say also. Well, I but mean, if the poor guy, if the poor guy was Saturday, I the, was really impressed with how great he played. Like Hideki, I kind of expected a good Sunday from because if you looked at the numbers, he really was keeping a keeping a clean card like throughout the week. Avoiding bogeys was hard for everybody, but he really was incredibly consistent all four days. Uh, I did not expect Morikawa to bounce back after his dead fish Saturday, so I give him full credit for that, no doubt. Hideki making real long putts throughout the course of the day. And I can't remember which hole it was. I want to say it was 15 when he was 13 where he hit the bomb. No, the one where he hit the, like three wood out of the like deep rough onto a par four being like, Hey, I, I need to get, I need to make birdies. I need to get it up here. And that was the only club that he could hit in order to like carry the distance he need to and try to still get it to stop. Like I, I think normally had he been on the fairway, it would have been like a seven iron and said he took out a three wood from the deeper up and it was a great loved shot. It. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. No, loved it. Even, I mean, he steamed that putt to get to four under. He's like, I'm not coming up two feet short. I promise you that. Yeah. That uh, happened. That happened to will. What, what hole was that for will? That was 17 when he left it short, right? On the, the short putt. Oh, Will left 15 and 17 right in the cup, just like he left Tory Pines right in the cup. Oh! Yeah. I, I don't think we need to get up here and try to talk about Will Zalatoris' putty. He putted fantastic. No, I'm not. I'm not. Week. I'm just saying it's like the stupidest game. It's like inches. They talk about football with inches. No, football's a lie when it comes to inches because they're 70-year-old men telling me where the ball is spotted, trying to keep up with where Justin Jefferson's knee went down. My dad's chasing Justin Jefferson. Those are fake inches, stolen all over the place. Golf inches are real. Where would you rate this Sunday versus what we've seen probably in the past so far this year and even going back to last year? 
Because it seems like the U.S. Open this year and the U.S. Open last year have produced the best Sundays that we've seen. Yeah, and I don't know what major was great last year, but people were, oh, yeah, I guess it was the Phil thing. But I, like, died on the hill that the U.S. Open last year was the best. Like, I don't care what Phil did. Like, the U.S. Open last year was the best tournament we watched to have those names fighting it out all on the back nine. I agree. I don't. I agree, Pat. Once again, the U.S. Open, and they don't. I I swear I heard this. Like people in connected to them, like almost assured us that their goal was minus four to minus six, and they goddamn hit it. Like they they were perfect this week, in my opinion. So kudos to them. Kudos to the PGA of America for what their setup and everything they did. USGA. And now I cannot freaking wait to go to St. Andrews. I don't give a shit to talk about the travelers, even though I guess I'm contractually obligated to. I mean, you're not you're, about- you're you're not contractually obligated. If you wanted to buy a week, you just tell me. I'll get the uh, I don't know. Pizzola just texted me, so I'll get get Pizzola on. He can tell me. Well, there's no good bets this week. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least he won't lose a few hundred bucks like I will. It's true. I I like the tra like the, I really like the Travelers Championship. Yeah, you hit Bubba Kokra. Like you've been very lucky. I think the Speed Bunker was you. You've been yeah. You've been very good here, and it's consistently the week after the U.S. Open. And I feel like post majors, I'm just like worn out, and I I own that. Like I wear it too hard. And I just I'm um, happy to to copy you, and that's been very successful for me. Yeah, at it, the travelers. It, so. it, it wasn't Coke Rack. It was Russell Knox was the one who ended up getting it done for me. Here, did not have Harris English a year ago. That Fitz shot from the bunker. I was just praying for either the bogey from Fitz because that seemed more attainable than a birdie on 18 from Zalatoris, even though he gave himself a really good look. I can't believe that shot, man. It was incredible. And the and the shot on 15, he hit. Yeah, Walked that- after it piped it but he ended uh, up yeah, he, crit- he, he at least ended crit- up in a good area on 15 because he was in that it was a lot you know every time that like, even Zalatoris was sort of the benefactor of this and we kind of forgot about it remember when Leishman won at Torrey Pines and dude gotta be wider than wide than just being a little wide exactly right? Is that what you mean yeah you want to yeah. hit it into the people where the ball doesn't get like nestled down into the rough you want to put it on like the flat walked over area so then you actually have you can at least pick it off of that lie. You can get clean contact on it. It was like when our guy MJ Duffy was hitting it out of the hospitality stand on Friday. Yeah, well, that kind of like people made that joke Saturday night. Like if only Rom hit it where Rory hit it on 18 <laughs> Saturday, you get your free scumbag drops. But you use the rules to your advantage. Um, yeah, I feel like Rom, always... Rom doesn't fight hard enough for the rules. Like there's something to be... Well, no, well, JT, and that was a thing on Saturday. JT, like... Listen, you can't you can't say, oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm playing by the rules. Then cry about being a nice guy like you can't have it both ways, buddy. You either just use the rule to your advantage or don't cry about it after the fact, even though I think he was wrong. But I was listening on the radio. I was taking my kid to swimming and they were giving it a a weird explanation with this drainage. All he had to say was like, no, I want to put my foot here. And then that's it. They give him the drop. It was the same thing. I mean, Zalatoris got his from the middle of the fairway with a, he was kind of going to be by the drainage. It was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to move away from this. Uh, I, 
I thought that the day was going to go very poorly for me after Scheffler ended up on the divot in one, but then he ended up making birdie on the hole. Incredible. I was like, ooh, like that. that's quite the shot. So uh, yeah. I, I, I would have said, listen, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not good enough to hit out of a divot. I'm not Scotty Scheffler. If, if Scheffler was my playing partner, I'm like, hey, you just kick it out of that divot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So for Fitzpatrick, it's the shot on 15, it's the shot on the 18, no, the, the, and the, it's the, the putt. putt. It's the putt. the putt. No, I was going to say the putt. But the putt just feels like it's a buyback from the missed, like, three-footer on 11. Uh, but, yeah, you hate to see that happen when it's not a guy you bet on. But, hey, he drained it. What? Nothing? It started to feel like it was going downhill after that because I was looking at Fitzpatrick's live odds, knowing I had the other two guys and being like, what's the number I need to bet here? And I didn't want to start chopping into my winnings at the same time because I made a lot of bets this week. So I was like, well, do I really want to go down this road? I knew I had the Keegan potential backdoor. Nick Hardy coming in, I should have bet him better than top 40. Should have bet him like top 20 or something like that. But that ended up coming through. I knew we, we made the bet on the cut sweat show with Zalatoris. So I knew I had the five placings on him too. So you add all of those up and that's really great but it's not the same as hitting a winner and getting those that big buyback on everything what, what happened to Rory was he just too close to contention before he started playing well I don't I don't have an answer and same as Rom like Rom, Rom, did Rom. No, I don't know nothing. Rom was missing like four or five footers I, I, I don't I don't have an answer golf's hard um I don't know. So I can I, be an apologist. I would just end up being an apologist for both Rory and Rom because I like them both very much. So I don't have anything really critical other than to say a wasted opportunity. It's a wasted opportunity for Rory especially because very rarely does he putt that well over the course of four days and not win a tournament like this. And Azinger is adding three years to his lifespan. So, <laughs> you, uh, you know, he's got a few less per Azinger. Yeah, Azinger was all over the map. Yeah, it's, does he just get drunk before he goes on air? And he's like, I'm just going to say whatever comes to my mind. Yeah, so I, I hate going down this road because it's just generic, like, golf podcast people complaining, Pat. But when the Sanderson farm, which happens in the middle of six fucking football games, can service me more than the U.S. Open in terms of a broadcast and a tracking ability... You've got a fucking problem. That's that's a, I don't want to rant and rave, even though I can get that way. And my match already feels like it's lit. But that's what it comes down to. And I don't know if this is some title nine thing where, like, if they put infrastructure into the men's championship, then there are 15 other chance. Then they got to do the same for junior boys and girls. I don't know. I don't know. But, but when I'm serviced better by a broadcast and information during a swing season event than a goddamn major championship, I get annoyed. And I get it. It's once a year. They can't put, like, infrastructure into a course they're not coming back at for 22 years. And I get that they don't even want to put it, money into an app that they use once a year. But it's got to be better. You can't... It's like the preseason's better than the finals. <laughs> Fuck! There was a point, I think it was on hole... Okay, because Sheffler had finished hole nine. And he had already hit his drive on hole ten. 
And I went to the app because I had been using the app to track like what was going on down the board because they weren't showing everyone that I wanted to see. And as much as as much heat as I'm going to take about me not liking Denny McCarthy at all this week and him performing really well, <laughs> getting very upset about it on the show last week when people kept asking me about it. But like they were doing, we didn't. And I think we get to this every. And I think it's just a, a clash of styles of how we want to view golf. But. Like they, they didn't even story tell. That's the thing. Like they could have built up. Like Damon was still kicking around. Hadwin was still kicking around. Keegan was still kicking around. And Denny, I mean, I don't. I never thought he had a legit shot at winning. But by the amount of holes he had left and the score that he was at, he did. And the only time that you ever saw him was like, oh yeah, here's moments ago. Denny McCarthy had a birdie putt. It's like, how does he keep hitting it to ten feet every time? <laughs> the clubhouse leaders at three in Hideki. They only put McCarthy on the scoring tab when Rory got to two. It like, and I kind of get that, but Rory getting to two was the only reason they acknowledged other human beings at two. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go 
on your happy price, Priceline. It just seems strange. Even Hideki was getting the short end of the stick. Like, we were just not watching him. We would see maybe, I mean, the only time they cut to him live, he chunked the ball on 17 and then still got it up in position A. Yeah, he was in the best spot. He and Scheffler got to the two best spots of the day. We were watching 17 for four days. You saw, we saw full groups of people hit it to six feet, like a, a trio of birdie. Oh yeah. Hideki. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered for like maybe an hour in the shower, 40 minutes after he would have been thinking about it. I think his like minus three was still fourth place as minus four would have been. Um, wouldn't have mattered, but in the moment, Oh, what a, a what a horrific shot. Um, not picking on him. And I thought his his scripting got even stronger as the weekend uh, continued. Right, so you mean, unfortunately, you mean once he quit the barbershop quartet, he looked a lot better? Yeah, I like Paul. Yeah, barbershop quartet was Friday. Paul made a great point. He was like some low budget. Well, you could argue all buffets are low budget, but it was like a really bottom barrel buffet sort of top on on Thursday. And I'm not here to say that Hideki deserves to be on a best dress list. I'm just here to say he's so far from a worst dress list because some guys are out there like actual slobs and he is so consistent with his top to bottom scripting that includes shoes that like for him, no, he can never breathe a worst, a worst dress list ever. I'll die on that hill. And guess what, Decky? By all accounts, sounds like you'll be taking your scripting to YouTube. Do we know that we okay? We let's talk about the live guys for a second. Anything because okay, my 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 BBMs flood. I got people like I golf with your, these your, people. Your BBMs. You're still you're still rocking the BlackBerry. ICQ. My ICQ is being overloaded at the moment, Pat. With people being like, I'm cousins with this guy. He golfs with this guy. Had da da da, and like these are tour players. The connection is to tour players we like. And I got the names I am hearing. Will will will. There's a name or two that are rattling. Even Pat, there's someone from inside an equipment manufacturer that has told me a name that will make people like shiver. And I don't even want to like go anywhere with the rumor because I don't want to give it life because it seems so unbelievable. Really? Like, like tra- really? I'm, like I'm tra- I should say the name? No, or well, really, I mean, like, of course you should say the name. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, like I'm trying to think of who it could actually be. Like you have, I mean, unless it's Scheffler. No, because it's not Rory. It's not Justin Thomas. It's probably not Rom. Nope. It's probably not nope, those nope. three. And unless it's Spieth, does it really matter at that point? There's one more that matters. That I, you said I put it this way at the top of the show. You said I disrespected him. Well, Morikawa has kind of made his intentions not known, but at the same time, he's, he hasn't outwardly dismissed it like everyone else. He said he wanted to do his research on it and see what's up. Okay, and I know people that are inside the camp that are just like this feels way more real than it should. I'm hearing. Um, uh, 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 De- Decky, uh, Cam Smith. Yeah, answers. Answers apparently gone already. Answers already gone. That's being reported by by the by Mexican media. Um. Uh. 
uh, who else? I'm going right into this. Well, no. Well, here's the one I don't understand. I mean, Brooks is gone. Brooks is gone by like that's the one I've been fed a lot. That's not a secret though. R- Ricky, Cam- R- hold on, hold on. Ricky left, right? No. Okay, but he's supposed to be leaving because Ricky's in the field this week in Hartford. <laughs> yeah, so Ricky might actually be doing Hartford into Portland. Like, he might be milking the tour for one last orange here. Yeah, no but, pun intended. But there's also the other, like, way to do this, too. Because I remember when Phil first came out and started taking all the heat about this. A lot of it had to do with the... I mean, he ended up leaving, obviously. But how much leverage that this would create for PGA Tour players. Like, if obviously, Rory, Rom, and JT have come out against this. They're not going anywhere. I, I feel like Spieth is probably in that same boat, too, as he's kind of a part... Anything Justin Thomas does, and it's like it feels like he and Spieth are going to go do that together. But with the rest of the guys who haven't committed yet, but saying like start putting out rumors that we're going to go. This is what I could see the Morikawa play being. It's like why not say that you're going to go and see what the PGA Tour gives you as a kickback instead to stay. Like yeah. why why wouldn't and, that be your move of leverage? And on the other side of it, Pat, a lot of guys have been playing cold. Like the guys that have been playing coy about going to live have seen their offers increase. As I told you last week in some personal correspondence and like apparently Varner had some 12 hour like Michael Jordan called Varner at the 12th hour and like talked him out of going. Now Varner says he's not going. But so it's really weird. I don't know what to believe, but my my ICQ BBMs are are just filled with rumor mongering of people who say to have people. And some of these people have given me stuff in the past that has been like highly accurate and some of these people are are brand new into um the fire world yeah the, the fire yeah, that's world. why i keep that's why i keep the dms open just to be thanked by the philip rivers contingent that they know that i am am supporting them the best point a buddy of mine made to me about live this weekend is like how do i put this because he said it so well and i almost wish i had it recorded but at this moment, I'm not seeing it can't grow and be different. But at this moment, like all Liv feels like is this movie that has some great ensemble cast that's like really shit that I don't care about. It, it's the uh, Valentine's Day of golf. Yeah, New Year's Eve of like movie. Like it's New Year's Eve. Like I don't care to see those guys playing for for money. They're not even giving me anything cool on the broadcast yet. It's just a bunch of names that I don't care that aren't even, you know, quote unquote competing. And it's like, I would rather see like Kramer Hickok versus Patrick Cantley. I think it was English, but for argument's sake, we'll say Cantley in a playoff is just so much more relevant at the moment. Hickok's playing for a life. Cantley's a rich guy trying to get richer to win another trophy. Like the dynamic they don't have things yet, I guess, over at Live, but they're just going to buy their way into all of it. That's no doubt. But I'd rather watch an indie corn fairy. I can see that. And listen, we've seen one Live product so far. I didn't think it was a bad broadcast. <laughs> it was just kind of nonsensical. And listen, it was the first, how good our first broadcast of anything ever. Here's the thing, Pat. And I'm here to say, I will, I will. When Rory wins in Canada, even this week at the U.S. Open, it's not a PGA thing, but I will praise. When when they have wins, I will praise. To me, the first live event, 
I have to classify it as a win, even if it didn't deliver to what people wanted. When you consider, well, what, we did, what at, did what did people want? I, I think no, people. My, I, th- I think people went in with such low expectations. I, I mean, that that was my personal experience on the first live tour event. Is I went in being like, this is going to be a fucking disaster, and it wasn't. It was like, all right, there's golf going on here. I can watch it. No, but but I classified as a stone cold win just based on this between Riviera and the goddamn Masters. Major news publications were writing stories live dead before it starts can't even get off the ground dead well if at the masters it was dead and then two weeks ago they did that to me i like can quantify that as a win like it was dead then and it pulled off its first event here i have to say you know what like i'll give you a check mark for that so i'm i'm not here to be anti live i'm just saying they gotta to get they gotta do something like they gotta give me the access that we miss or want, or they've got to make something compelling. But right now I don't care about watching fucking Alec Baldwin talking to Christopher Walken and 17 other celebrities doing a scene. Like, I don't care. What I if, don't care. The movie's shit. Movie's what, shit. What if it was Tim doing a Christopher Walken impression, talking to Alec Baldwin? Fine. That's yeah, that would be better. I'm just saying right now, it's just a shitty movie. I got no interest in seeing with an overpaid cast. I would like to. There are very few things I got absolutely nailed this week, but the reaction to Phil was one of them, that it was my contention that this really, that most people, there's not really a pro-live or an anti-live. It's just most people don't care or even know what's going on with live, that when Phil showed up to his tea time, that people would love Phil because people love Phil. And that's exactly what happened. You heard a few scattered boo when he was like walking down the fairway, but for the most part, people were pumped to see Phil. Shows you again in all aspects of life. Twitter is a small ecosystem and generic golf Boston dad who had his U S open tickets was there to happily be like, yay, Phil. Like, who, all right. Like Boston golf dad doesn't give a shit. He's there to cheer Phil. So yeah, not surprised. What's that? Is it next week? They're going to Portland against John Deere. Yeah. I believe next week in, in Portland. Portland. Yeah. The, the pumpkin patch or something like that. I think that's what the course is called. Pumpkin ranch. Maybe. In Portland? Is it Portland, no, no, or- is it Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine they're going to? <laughs> I believe it's Portland, Oregon, okay. which in and of itself is like, has its own little bit of irony, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm just sad. Like, it all just saddens me. I'm not against guys get, getting the money. I get they get the money. I just feel like maybe we were spoiled, and there was this one place where they'd all come and and now it feels like i don't remember you know soccer started at some point where the best players are all in different leagues and there's a couple times every little bit they get together uh you know it's happened you know it's a normal european sporting thing i guess we're not all the best players always play together maybe we're just spoiled as north americans and on the other side maybe like we always joke that you know if we get 10 events, nine events with the best players in the world. Like who gives a shit about the other, the seasons are long and exhausting and stupid. Anyway, uh, we're here trying to make money each week. Cause we can try to find a bet that we think 
uh, you know, works. And we've, you know, been lucky enough to squirrel a nut a few times have people joining us on these adventures, Pat, but I don't know. I'm just like sad. I don't like change. I don't like when my favorite website changes. So now like guys are playing in different things. Oh, that's all I care about selfishly. I get why they would go. Your table for one, Patrick Reed, they give you like 70 million bucks. You go be table for one on live. The other part about it as well is PGA Tour would have some leverage if the majors sided with them. But I think as we saw, maybe it just turned out to be a fantastic U.S. Open, that why would the majors ever say no to having the live guys in them when this can be the one, the four times a year that everyone can come to play against each other and create these, like, basically, it's the Champions League of golf is mm-hmm. what the majors end up becoming. It's not, yeah. like, there was, there was a point where, look, like, it's, it's going to diminish the players' championship, but when you got to a WGC or something like that, or even the very high-end fields, like, there wasn't really that much different difference between a WGC and a major championship. The majors meant more, but all the same people were playing in these tournaments. Now, there was no cut at one of them, and there was at another, and they played at more difficult setups. But now we're into this circumstance where we're legit, not, especially if all these guys end up going, like you see another five of the top 25 end up going to join the Live Tour, that the majors become like a real thing every single time. That Not that they weren't already, but it feels like they'll be more meaningful this way. Yeah, it's you're right. That's a great point. The majors actually become bigger in this format. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I think if someone wants to qualify for the U.S. Open the same way Danny Woodhead tried to qualify, I don't think it matters what live tour they play on. They have to be allowed. I expect the Masters to hold their winners obligations, their winner. um exemptions i don't imagine that's something they'd want to mess with maybe they can find a way to try to limit or make it as difficult as possible for others um you know in a grandfather way which in some way could you know help the pga tours loan pr campaign which is history legacy which i don't think is a bad move for them it's kind of like one of the only bullets um they they do have but in the end you're right like this can only make the majors bigger if like colin and victor and other guys great young players go like this is the only time it becomes champions league it becomes the world cup like we get four world cups once a year it's the only time i'll get to see victor play against those other guys like i don't know but yeah i'm just saddened like that's just my my, my overall desire like thing is saddened not like obsessed with saudi money i i think if you take it the questions are fair to be asked about it and the only the thing i thought was the most embarrassing from all of last week i don't you can take the money you, you can well other than grace and murray you could take the money you cannot take the money but I thought Brooks Kepka's performance, and I'm not talking about the weekend in front of a microphone, was pathetic. It was the most pathetic to 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 pretend like you don't understand why it's important or people care at the first time the world gets together after its birth. Though that's the only unacceptable response to live is why are you talking about live? In my opinion, that's the only one. 
you're going to go out last week when there's rumors and put out eyeball emojis? But the second you're asked about, why is it important? Let me concentrate on the U.S. Open. Fuck off. (laughs) Last two things about the U.S. Open. One, where does Fitzpatrick's approach on 18 rate out with the better U.S. Open moments you can remember? Does it beat Rom's two putts on 17 and 18 last year? No. It's close. But it could. It's close. Do you want to know there's a great thing? I wish I know who tweeted it, Pat. And it made the rounds last night. Someone in our orbit was out of practice round last week, and they watched Fitzpatrick play 18. And he piped a bunch of drives on 18. And like you do in practice rounds, he intentionally put a ball in that bunker, almost in that exact spot. And he hit an incredible, he said every shot he hit, he piped his shot from the fairway to the pin. And he piped the one, the one he put in the bunker to the pin in a practice round. So he, I know it's silly. I'm sure they all do it. They try to hit the shots all over the place, but like anecdotally, he prepared for that shot. I don't know that he prepared to have it on Sunday at seven o'clock, but he prepared to hit that shot. So amazing. Amazing. Oh, I'm so sad Willie didn't win, but I am really happy for, for Fitz Nugget. The other one was going to be actually the course itself. I actually really enjoyed. And this is the sort of setup that I want for the U S open something. Listen, people were talking about like, it's too easy to be the U S open. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the majority of guys were like 10 over par. The, the cut line was plus four. I actually it was plus three. Wish it was plus four turned out to be plus three, but it got harder on the weekend. But I also want to see a tournament where if people hit good shots, it gets rewarded and they can make birdies. Like it's no fun just to be like, Oh, who can hold on? Like having the combination of, hey, these are hard holes. You can make bogey on any of them combined with the fact is like, hey, if you play this hole correctly, you can make birdies. That only seems fair. That's what I want to see. I thought they did an outstanding job. And apparently they hit their mark on the nose. And had there not been the, I mean, they had, yes, it rained a bit, I guess, in the early morning on Saturday, but I think the thing that really prevented what people might have wanted, the, the carnage people, was that there was an all-day cloud cover, and it was only about an 8 to 10 mile an hour wind. And what that all-day cloud cover did is it doesn't let the sun bake those holes out, right? So it doesn't just make them the hard, crusty U.S. open green, full-day cloud cover. There's nothing the USGA could have done about about that um because i woke up thinking two or three was gonna win but you saw pretty early yeah five six seven was probably gonna be the number the other thing too this is twofold as a part of the coverage you know they only did it a few times and sometimes they do it more during the cbs broadcast when sunday is going on there's live shots all over the place but they go to the two box where they show you two putts at the same time or something like that you know what i'm talking about ramen scheffler they did it early they didn't do it enough though that that's right the two parts about this is one, why don't they do it more often? And why don't they do like a four box or something like that when there's that many guys on the course? Is that just too much for people to like absorb? And two, what is with like the stock footage background that they use as like the thing behind it? Like we couldn't fill that with like, hey, here's some more context besides here's the hole that these people are on. Not like here's the rest of the leaderboard. Here's where these guys kind of shake out. Here's just anything else. Like it looks like they went onto YouTube search free moving backgrounds and put that as their background behind it. Yep. 
I don't disagree with anything you said. One question I would say for the double boxes, Pat, is they literally only implement it on two putts. They don't think that we would be capable <laughs> to grasp somebody putting and someone hitting an approach shot, a chip shot, a drive. Or, or, whoa, whoa, hold anything on. How, how can it's you only, know? It's exclusive to two putts. How can you know where the drive is going to go if you don't have football uprights on the screen? <laughs> what a What a moment. What a moment. Back nine. Uh, I, was Tim like livid? Was I, he like, I like, I just like giggled. I assume like people with Tim's sensibilities were, were freaking furious. Like you're disgracing the back nine of a U.S. Open. Um, yeah, like, like you have to compare it to another sport. It's the back nine of our national championship. If you don't get what's happening here, fuck off. It doesn't need a football comp. It, one second. <coughs> it would have been fine if it's it's a twofold argument here. One, there's two fucking trees on either side. If you're watching the U.S. Open and you're sitting there being like, I wonder if you can put it right through that tree, if that would work. That's probably not the first question that you're going to ask. Hitting it between the trees seems like the good idea. And then when both Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris hit it between the uprights and it goes in the fucking rough, what the fuck was the point of it? Incredible. And it just dawned on me right now, and I don't know if someone else has made this joke. I assume like a Brandon Porath has probably beaten me to it because he is quite funny. Um, NBC gave us the gold man, like the trophy golfing guy at the players and this, like that's what fucking happens in these meetings, people. And that's Don't you understand. That's, you know that's, that's, why they're, to... that's why they're ripping the YouTube free backgrounds off. They're spending all their money on this shit. Do you, as we speak about it and Pat, you're way more familiar than your entire audience outside of a couple people. I have the slightest familiarity, but how long it takes to execute oh certain things that actually show up on network TV and like the type of layers of meetings and approvals, like it's nauseating when you think, oh, someone has a good idea. Let's run that by the two people in charge and then boom, execute. No, 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 no. And to think people got ex get excited and like send their minions in the graphics, like, oh, oh my God. And how many times, like they show the leaders on these, um, you know, like the whole, like it's hole number one. Like when you get to a golf course, like the stand in the U S open as the fancy ones, like all weekend seeing going to commercial, seeing that like horribly annoying graphic <laughs> of the leader on like a T stand. What, what, what? You think NBC events are good because they have the golf channel connection, but it's like they completely revert to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't, we did the network already move on i'm i'm sorry well we, we, no no we, this is what we're here to talk about i i can boil it back to one of the main reasons that i mean shockingly enough that i don't that i like work, working for my own company where i can fucking say whatever i want and do whatever i want is i don't have to put up with that shit even at a lower level like when i've had meetings with some of the networks about what you could possibly do on one of these things i was like well feinberg and i want to want to swear on the show and you guys can like beep it out it's like oh my god no one would ever go for that it's like why you, you tune into whatever. 
you can you can find the uncensored version. You can clip it out if you want, or make it seem put a graphic over it, cut it out. Not that big of a deal. Now we're not going to go. For I that. could be. I could not swear. If you told me not to swear, if that's costing us opportunities, it's I not. Swear it's not to costing you. I'm grown us, enough to it, it, not. Swear. It is not costing us opportunities because the opportunity isn't good enough. It's no longer a good. It's not just the swearing thing. It's being able to talk about what you want to, uh, whenever that you want to talk about it, and that is not great for one thing compartmentalizing things like I was even talking to Rick last week I was like if we're ever going to go to like network or try to have like a national show the move is like it's me and Rick doing the player by player breakdown every single week for every single tournament that is the least offensive most golf informational show there is and I love that show but I think it's special for the majors like doing it every week would take away some of the allure of it the reason people tune into this because it's two guys talking shit back and forth and I think that's what people want to hear and two when it comes to network stuff do you know how many times when we used to work at our old company that the idea came down to well the owner likes this so we're going to do this so we're going to gear our presentation to make sure that he likes it so we can get approval for budget on it not what's a good idea not anything it's just oh yeah this is what he likes so let's do it that way and i mean the dude owns the company i get that but it doesn't make for great editorial content and that's that goes beyond i think broadcasting people probably walk into that hurdle in all walks of of industry but um yeah, and again, kudos to you and Rick. That was another great show. I love that show. I don't know. I'm sure there would be an appetite for it weekly, but I do totally get um, it does feel special. It, um, you know, it tent poles with the majors, and I, I yeah, uh, that's must for me. Yeah, it's the only show that I do really that has any sort of semblance to what could actually appear on quote-unquote real TV. Like, you could watch that on Golf Channel. It's a completely inoffensive show. It talks about golf. It talks about all the players. The tie-ins, if they were ever looking for it in terms of betting tie-ins or daily fantasy tie-ins, whatever the fuck they wanted to do with it, that show works for that. The other shows, I mean... They- yeah, and it's very structured. Like, even you see the time code. Yeah. I'm like, there is no lolly guy. There is no whatever we do here for even a moment on that show. Like, when you see the time code sheet of you and Rick talking about 100-plus players. Yeah, but the reason that people love tuning into this show is, like, the football show with Cuss. Like, the off-the-rail stuff is the fun part of the show. Either way. And I, and I think, you know, one of the reasons one of the first reasons or that hit me when we did this show or started doing it, like, yes, there's the betting aspect of it. But when we started doing this show, no one was doing like golf talk with the same sort of passion that they would talk about for basketball or football and soccer. And I don't know there's people like me and you, and like, we love golf. Like we have that passion for golf that other people have for the other sports that like, it's okay to get excited and freak out about and maybe swear when debating what happened on the weekend or the broadcast that didn't exist before we started doing this. If it did, this is still on the, we were still a frontier and that's all you. And you, uh, I don't have the same sort of passion that you do. So don't, don't discredit yourself when it comes down to anything like that. The 122nd U S open has concluded and the champion has been crowned. Dewar's, the official Scotch whiskey of the U.S. Open and most awarded blended Scotch whiskey in history, is proud to congratulate the winner of this prestigious tournament. We're also proud to announce the limited release 2022 Dewar's 19-year-old Champions Edition, double-aged and then finished in new American oak and first fill rye cast for a profile as rich and complex as the game we all love. 
the 19-year-old Champions Edition is a truly a remarkable experience, worthy of raising a glass to the glory of the U.S. Open and the champions it creates. Please join us in celebrating the winner as we all look forward to next year's tournament at the Los Angeles Country Club. Here's to a great scotch whiskey, here's to golf, and here's to celebrating the best of the best in every regard. I recently received my Helix mattress in the mail. Came in a big box, and I've had it for probably about a month now. Super comfortable. Super easy to unbox, too. Kind of fun. And put it into the spare room, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go try this out. Went and tried it out. Talked it over with my wife. Swap beds! Helix, now the main source of what Mayo's laying on at the household over here right now. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you get your mattress that you know will be perfect for you when you sleep. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with the model of my choice because you know, it cooled me down during the night. I like it. You know, I don't like it too firm. I don't like it too soft. And all of a sudden, a mattress shows up that is tailored completely to me. I really love it. It's soft, but it still really supported my wife all in on it too. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched with, the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. It's that easy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash mayo. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never actually all that far away. Helix Sleep is also offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for all our listeners at helixsleep.com slash mayo. Let's move to the Travelers Championship. What we're here to talk about 50 minutes into the show, a fun one. TPC River Highlands, not too far from where we just had the U.S. Open, the second shortest course on the PGA Tour, 6,841 yards per 70 is what we're looking at this week. It's a good field, as we kind of joked about on the Cut Sweat show, is that you know, the Jay Monahan's putting the boys back out on the, the Vince McMahon called. He's putting them out on the house show circuit this time. We got Rory. We got JT. We got Scheffler. We got who the hell else is in this field? It's really good. Cantlay is playing. Xander is playing. Finau, Keegan, Zalatoris, Sam Burns. Like, this is a pretty stacked field. And this has to be someone making the call and be like, yo, we need our guys out here right now. Or, and this is what I'm going to be writing about my column on uh, DK Nation later today, it's either that or this is the only event these guys are going to play between now and the Open Championship, and it makes a lot of logical and logistical sense, is the Scottish Open is now a PGA Tour event, so a lot of those guys are going to play into that. Rory is hosting the Irish Open next week over in Ireland. He's going to get some traction with that. Tiger's going over to play in some like weird corporate event in Ireland as well. And the flight between Hartford and England, you know, it's going to be shorter than going to fucking Silvis, Illinois, or wherever the hell they're going to for the John Deere. Yeah, so you you pretty much nailed it. I would say in in retrospect, Pat. I would argue I'm more surprised about the Canada field than the travelers field, because for years we hear like players love the travelers. I don't know whether it's like the event organizers. They really do amazing things for the players and the families that like go above and beyond a regular week. We always see these strong fields and 
it's kind of becoming a pattern that we're not used to, at least, you know, going back to again, when we started doing these shows X amount of years ago, the strength of fields that now border majors has increased tenfold in the last like handful of years. Um, and we can make, you can make your reasons, be it a, a live thing or the jokes and, and all that. But I don't know, these big boys, they tune up for the majors. They try to bring their a games to them and they realize why waste it. Like I've, tried to peak here let's keep going but i think the canada event f field strength at the top actually surprised me more than the travelers which i feel we historically get a really strong showing guys love it love it out there yeah i mean canada can kind of go either way because you kind of had your embedded canada guys who always played then you had your embedded travelers guys who usually played but realistically and this has been better since because this was the third event out of covid i believe it was colonial heritage then travelers you had that super field and some of that translated back over but this used to be paul casey bubba watson like that was those were usually like two of the five biggest names very akin to like the valspar is what I would say for the Travelers Championship. But now like, you, you got everyone coming in. These guys are going on the road, they're going on tour, and they're going to make the, the best of it. Do you have any favorite bets before we get into the overall odds? Because I saw Joel Damon at 125-1 to 1 and instantly played that uh, with the top five places to go along with it. It just seemed like a really big number for a guy who just came top 10 at a major. Yeah, so I've made zero bets. I'm literally like way out of my element. That sounds lovely. I do believe, doesn't the Travelers have this great history of rewarding guys who had decent U.S. Opens? That was the two West Coast uh, Opens that we saw at Pebble Beach, and then we saw last year at Torrey Pines. Harris English obviously made that big charge at Torrey Pines. I think he came third or fourth coming into, and then he ended up there on Sunday, goes out, comes, flies back across the country, wins at the Travelers Championship. The time before that, Chez Reeve came in second at the Pebble Beach one, or second or third. He had a really good U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Boom, flies across the country, wins the Travelers Championship. We didn't get that at Wingfoot, so we have no idea, because that happened in September. And who ended up winning? Jet Dustin Johnson beat the Todd father in the final group. And we had the 30 to ones yeah, on we, that huge Dustin post COVID uh, number. So yeah, good travelers memories, but big, big thanks. Why, big, big thanks to Tim Andercust on that one, who really put the kibosh on the, on the Todd father in the final group. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, to that point, like I, I mean, just on the Twitters this morning, like I saw a bunch of people, you know, the first click, Denny McCarthy, 65, 70 to one. I didn't run uh, to bid anything. In fact, there are so many good players here. It kind of, you know, um, would temper me running, running to make any bets because I kind of feel like the good players are winning back to that. Um, not just in the majors, the good players are back to winning winning the events the last really good player who didn't win an event i want to say was kh lee and he just got he beat speed jt and decky at the finish line that's gonna gonna happen i honestly see myself in this like 30 to 60 to 1 range patrick well i have a bit of a lean near the top but we'll see if i can get there you can talk me in and out of it the co-favorites at the travelers championship scotty scheffler and rory mcelroy both 9-1, JT is 10, Cantlay 
is 14 to 1. Sam Burns is 18. Spieth and Xander, both 20. Nice to see Xander with longer odds this week than he had last week. That's impressive for him. Keegan Bradley, 28 to 1, because he would be that guy that we were talking about, him or Denny. But Keegan gets the New England factor put into it now. And then Seamus Power, 28 to 1. He was another one who fit that criteria. I see him as deep as 60 to 1 at other places. I came into the week liking Seamus Power to bet. I think I'm going to grab that 60 as we're speaking right now because... I don't think it's going to stick at 28, but I also don't think it's going to stick at 60. It's going to middle out somewhere around like 45 to one or something. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a nice little call. What a, what a, what a tidy Saturday for Seamus when conditions were there, were their toughest and him and Woodland, a very respectable U S open. So I actually think in terms of price and that U S open trage into the travelers, um, is a is a nice little spot spot for Seamus. I I you know we joked off air, but I don't know that there's a way that us like Sung Jay US Open truthers don't just like get back on the horse this week, Pat. Completely I'm not agree. mentally strong enough. Sometimes, you know, it's the morning after. It, it honestly seems like an easy click for me to make without even deep diving how bad or good or or indifferent Sungjae's performance was at uh, the club last week. Well, we're we're not quite at Sungjae yet because he's beyond thirty to one at this point. Of the- oh, sorry, yeah, I got caught because you were using a power number that. Sorry, I got thrown off there. I'm out of my element. I'm. You're. I, it's I acceptable. It's acceptable. We're, we're gonna win you that Disneyland um, money this week, pal. Don't oh, worry we gotta about it. get it. We gotta get it. Or daddy's going to have to start sending out the invoices because he doesn't usually do that very uh, litigiously. Yeah, um, I, I'm very much the same way. You work with Pat Mayo, he'll forget to charge you for three months. That, that's kind of my speed because I'm used to certain people paying me on that schedule. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm and whatever. Just we could do it. I'm good to do it seasonally. It, it works. It's fine. Um, Speaking of which, I owe you money, so I should probably get that. That's there, cool. Again, there's your, there's your trip. There's your Disneyland trip right there. Oh, well, Disney's. You seem Um, yeah, where were we inside the top 20 Sam Burns, natural born winner, major, not major. It could be a, a scramble. He could, you can take him to your member member. I think he wants to win whatever time he tees it up. Do you now, now who, who would you say in the field doesn't want to win every time that they tee it up? Okay. No, yes. That's a (laughs) silly point. I just mean he, he exudes this. Like, without stealing watches, he gives me a lot of these, like, Patrick Reed vibes I had four or five years ago. Do you like, do you worry that he, out of all of the guys, I mean, Rom, you can really point to, but at least he's stuck for a bit. Burns was just ejecto city right away. Yeah, no, he, what, on the week? No, he kind of bogeyed, then got one back, and then he kind of he ejected. Made, he made one birdie on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. I can be an apologist. Like, I'm not here to rail on them the golf is hard they plan a fine line of trying to be perfect and that's kind of can happen i'm not here to condone or say i, I don't think i'm betting sam burns i'm just saying like his mentality makes me always somewhat comfortable if that's a back i want um i want to make oh look then- you, can, you can pick any of these guys like Looking at it right now, I think that Keegan and Sheamus are sort of in a league of their own here. I like at twenty-eight to one. Like I said, you can find Sheamus at sixty to one. You can find Keegan Bradley at forty to one at different places, or thirty-five to one. Like those guys are overvalued right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the rest of the tier. Xander's probably in like a little island by himself, and then you have the top six guys, and 
Give me Spieth, man. Why why are we not betting Spieth at the deepest of these odds of anyone? What has he done at short courses this year? Would, would you like me to remind you? Do it, because I'm going to say something real nice. Second at Pebble Beach, first at the Heritage, second at the Byron Nelson. That's his short course portfolio right now. And even last week at the U.S. Open, after sort of the bad week at Memorial with his irons, he came with his irons. The dude was missing like four-foot putts all week. If Smith doesn't putt, he's not going to win. We know that. But he's already won this tournament before. So let's go with Jordan Spieth. I, I can find him as deep as 24-1 to 1 elsewhere as well. I like Jordan Spieth a lot. Yeah, um, so looking at that board, I was gonna gonna say the the I don't know, silly, but of the top, like you're gonna laugh, but part of me at this moment, and I'm pretty naked to a lot of it, because I wasn't looking at it at seven in the morning like I normally am on a golf week. Uh Xander and Spieth at like that twenty two, twenty to twenty four, I, I think could be fair. Xander weaseling the top twenty, I'm not really sure. Um, he got blown out on Saturday coming in in somewhat contention as we ended our cut sweat on on Friday night. I haven't like looked at what really plagued him other than golf was hard. The course played hard. Lots of good players didn't didn't play well. Um, so, yeah, Xander uh, Spieth and Xander, a guy that wins a lot and a guy that never wins. I, I could I want to say one number is far fairer than the other. But, uh, yeah. Can I just verbiage quickly? Speed Xander M35 power 60. Like, yeah, I don't know. I could go back to bed. Okay. I mean, that's not a terrible spot to be in. Let's do the 30 to 60 because Sung Jay's right there. The week after everyone loved him and he was Ander cursed, I don't see how we don't bet him. 35 seems fair. I mean, he was closing at the U.S. Open at 40. <laughs> so. I can go back to 35. I think uh, the type of traveler's layout works for for him. I I trust him. I'm not I'm not off that wagon. I'm I'm not off. I believe I thought he was going to win the U.S. Open, so I'm here to bet him to win the Travelers. So there's some really DraftKings actually has some of the best numbers on this range. So you have Sungjae, Mito, Neiman, Varner, all 35. Fleetwood, Finau, Brooks, Harmon, 40. Davis, Riley, Henley, Aaron Wise, Mark Leishman, 50 to one. And then that that that's it for that range. And there's a couple names in here. That's one reason that I would potentially get off Spieth, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, I can go with Spieth and a couple of these guys because I like Sungjae. Mito rates out so well as he normally does with a lot of these things. I think that Finau Finau couldn't drive the ball at all last week. His irons were actually fine. Ended up what missing the cut? I either the number or just one well, over. Well, well, what has Finau done in his last three non-majors? Top second, threes. fourth, second. So top five, Tony. With ball striking statistics that are mind boggling. Would you rather bet? So, to, would you rather bet Tony forty to one to win or eight to one top five? Well, I don't bet that other stuff. So I, I, I'm not saying that's not the smarter way to do it. The more disciplined, the methodical way, you get to fill your bankroll up for next week. I just, you know. It's easy when you're a fan of Tony Finau. It makes like getting oh, and the Chargers. It makes like the Will Zalat the Will Zalatoris losses should be easier to overcome. You'd think based on like what I deal with, but yeah, no Tony in a non-major in the 30s. I think is a For pretty 40 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook. Patrick. 
I'm not strong enough for this. Ricky Fowler, 150 to one. No, I'm strong enough for that. That I'm strong enough for. That I'm strong enough for. I am. Tommy Boy, 40 to one. What? Tommy Fleetwood, 40 to one. I got your card for you. I don't want to bet that one. He really... he really annoyed. No, I'm I'm not like beholden to him. Finau, like I feel like I'd be beholden to in the 30s at the moment. Fleetwood, I can pivot off of e- a way easier. Ricky, I don't waste money on anymore. That's just not. So I'm happy to see him have his nice results, but I don't bet Ricky. You you'd have to look real hard to find it. The last one. I think that the Finau number is good. I think the Neiman and Mito numbers at 35 to 1 are really good. I think I would stick with Sungjae. Like, I think that's sort of the discussion for me. Is it Sungjae, Mito, or Neiman? Or Varner? Like, are those guys at 35? I like all four of them. I think I would rather have my money behind Sungjae M coming into this week, just coming off the Ender Curse. All things aside, I mean, he was the lock of the week for a reason last week. Obviously, he was not a lock whatsoever. But there's a reason that we liked his profile for the U.S. Open, how he had been playing. You know, one bad week. It happens. I don't think it's. I don't think you need to bury the guy in an easier event, as you mentioned, at basically the same odds as he was getting against the world's best players. And then I think I'm good leaving Mito, Neiman, Varner, Tommy, Brooks, uh, Finau, Harmon off. Like this, fifty to one and down. Like Davis Riley at fifty to one. I think I'm gonna make the plunge on Davis Riley here. When I was going through what I had written last year, I had made a lot of comps to not just the Pete Dye courses, but Valspar, obviously where he came second, really rallied back, and even the Genesis. Those would be two of the ones that I'd be looking at. Phoenix to a lesser extent too. Just seems like Davis Riley was in the mix and you know kind of didn't really lay an egg on Sunday at the U.S. Open. Just didn't really compete all that well. But he got himself back into the mix. He got himself back into the mix at the PGA Championship. He's been just lurking around leaderboards. 50-1 to is the best number on the market by far on Davis Riley at DraftKings. I like that number. Aaron Wise is there at 50-1 to too. Yeah, Wise and Riley, I think if you wanted to make that card of guys in like a certain tier of PGA golfer who had great weeks last week, I think he really fits that bill. He made a, I think he birdied the first and then like made a quick big number and kind of evaporated Sunday, but I don't hold that against them. His week in totality sets up very well with that narrative. And um, had Aaron Wise, like had Aaron Wise pulled through to the end and not won, he'd have been like 28, 25 to one this week. The way he's been trajecting uh, in that event leading into Memorial, how he played at Memorial, how he started this week. So I think this 50 to one for the wise backers and in our orbit, Pat, there are a lot of them. Trust me, there are a lot of wise truthers. I think this 50 to one is a fair and good number that um, I would have thought maybe on Friday night they, they would have needed to pray for something like 50 to one. If we do some site shopping, you'll find that these 45 to 60 to 1 guys are generally the best price on DraftKings Sportsbook, and the top of the board is a bit skewed to other places. Uh, like even the, like the Xander number is 16 at most places. It's 20 at DraftKings Sportsbook. But it's like 22 at other places for Spieth where it's 20 at DraftKings Sportsbook. But Aaron Wise, 45 to 1. Davis Riley, 33 to 1. Finau, 30 to 1. Neiman, 28 to 1. Um, Keegan's a bit better number at 35. 
Uh, Brooks 35 to one. So DraftKings is hanging some pretty good numbers on some of these guys if that's where you want to go bet it. And that will, as we see every single week, like being early to some of these numbers and price comparison, they're all going to even out at the end of the week. We know that. You might get like five points here, five points there. But by Wednesday, the numbers are going to look the same almost everywhere. I'm on the app, DraftKings. Download it yourself. Uh, <laughs> bet Tony Fino, 40 to one. Just did a quick little glance. That's that's a number. 40 to one to win like an event. That's not a major. The way he's ball striking it in, uh, what was it? Mexico, Canada. There was another one. Was it the Schwab? I can't. I it can't, was. I can't it, quit it, it. It was Stump the Schwab. He, he was yeah, up there for that one. I can't quit it. I can't quit it. And he, he gained like 10 strokes on approach at Wells Fargo and just absolutely bombed everything else that way. At least the irons were really good. And that's what we want from this course. Yeah. My poor guy, Ari, so- my poor guy, Ari Ull. Remember I remember I was on him last week. He lost almost seven strokes putting in two rounds <laughs> at the US Open. That's, that's bad. That's a shame. That's so, bad news. <laughs> as you kind of like uh, brought out those great prices on DraftKings in that mid-range, um, and I stared at them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as like I'm cooling on maybe thinking Xander and Spieth could be part of my card. Maybe I'm thinking none of them because I've just bet on Finau and I've just bet on M. Um and I, yeah, and you even mentioned that Neiman number, I think, is is fair, and that power 60. So I'm liking, I'm like, okay, I'm excited, travelers. I am going away this weekend, Pat, not with the wife, not with the family. The boys are headed to Niagara. I know, gross, debauchery, two-star hotels, nobody sleeping, the sundowner. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be disgusting and it's going to be fucking fabulous and we need it. So you're going to be in good shape again next Monday. I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be good. One time I brought uh, Cammy and Hanser out to Niagara for some debauchery with my buddies. They, uh, buddy, we, we, we stay at like, trust me, like we could do it right, but we like to go there and like, just do it different. Like, I, I can't really explain it, but it's not like we couldn't be in the towers. I promise you. We just choose to do it different. We choose to stay in that disgusting Hojo, Howard Johnson across the street. The Hojo is like too nice for Cam. He goes off the beaten path and finds the Scottish Inn. Okay? Well, like- yeah, yeah, you have to remember that <laughs> e- every extra cent that Cam spends on a hotel room is less money he can get on the tables so cheaper the better either way oh i love i love it oh yeah okay just sorry i'm excited to think like i'm not really going to be following the travelers this weekend so i can make my card and tune in sunday and and hopefully good things are happening Woo! i'm going away the next weekend to a like a whiskey distillery and it's actually up by i'm trying to sneak out we're just like 10 minutes away from like i'm going with like my wife some of our friends, their wives, uh, it's for someone's birthday party uh, over like the long weekend up here because it's going to be Canada today. But Cabot's like 10 minutes away and I'm trying to see if I can sneak out at like first tea time, 6 a.m., go out to like noon, see if anyone will really notice. If everyone's too hungover in the morning, like can I go get 18 in there? And that's what I'm wrestling with at the moment. Well, that sounds lovely. And I'm here, like, listen, I feel... Niagara is disgusting. 
Like oh, it is disgusting. No, it's not as it's not as disgusting as the American side of Niagara. Where I okay, went to fine, Seneca, sure, but I went to like... Seneca Casino with Cust and our other buddy. We were up all night smoking cigs at a blackjack table with this guy who was like, I used to coach Patrick Kane. I was like, That's great, man. You suck at blackjack. Uh it is oh, but it is it is just what the boys need right now. Trust me, I wait like we'd love to just have the extra four hours and do it to Montreal, but Niagara's just easy. It's just too it's just easier. Um, so yeah, it's time. It's time to get out of some cages. So here's where I need your help to narrow down this list. So we'll go to like the sixty plus around that range right now. I, so so far I have money on power and Damon. Sixty to one and one hundred and twenty-five to one, with five places to go along with it. I like Spieth. I'm probably going to end up there. I like Sungjae. I'm probably going to end up there. But we have this weird middle contingent of guys. Riley being one of them. I like Riley more than Wise, but Leishman's also there, and I can get Leishman as deep as sixty to one. Who pretty decent performance from Leishman, yeah. uh, former winner of this event. I believe he was what third last year. He was third last year. So. I'm surprised he's not on the live tour for one thing, but he's here. He's going to be trying to win. Brian Harmon has three top tens the past four years at this event. And he's playing some pretty good golf coming in. I think that he's very live. Brennan Steele is really the one that jumped out to me. I can get him as deep as 75 to one. I think that's where I want to be with him. So Leishman Steele, like for one Xander, I could have, Technically, Herman Power and Steel for actually less money than it would take me to bet Xander. Yeah, I can't uh, argue against that point one bit. And you're selling me, not necessarily on those guys, but just trading the bodies. Uh, trading the bodies. Although, Pat, I was the loser who, instead of one Scheffler last weekend, decided that I could squeeze in a Cantley and a Shoffley on like the boosts and the fun numbers when I probably was quick to think I had those moments where like you you tried to eat two meals you couldn't just had one freaking real nice one you moron the past two weeks I have done the opposite of that strategy and I felt very good about my oh, I was so I, I thought Scheffler was going to get it done for me and Rory obviously did get it done for me and that's the feeling that I have about Spieth this week that you know, you're not going to talk me off of it. I'm going to make that bet, whether it's at 18, whether it's at 20, whether it's at 22. I'm waiting for the enhanced option to come out so I can grab a 24 and be on my way. And I literally had a moment yesterday as as Scheffler got that start. And like a lot of us who don't have Tim's powers in their minds, we're like, whoa, like, is this going to be that? Just crown the king, I guess. Permi's like, well, I'm really happy for Pat. Like, he's gone to Rory and Scheffler, and he's winning bets. And maybe this will bring out like a totally new <laughs> dynamic um, to how we to how we um, do things. But I, every event is independent, and and that's good. You've identified Speed the same way you identified Rory and and Scheffler, and you're not you're just waiting to find that best number, which might already be out there. You mentioned one. Well, it's funny because it turns out that betting good golfers. Sometimes you win. It, it's a brand new world for me, Jeff. <laughs> better chances. Yeah, better, better chances. Uh, so from, uh, I mentioned Damon 125 to one. I don't quite understand that number to tell you the God's honest truth. Like, why is he down there? He's 100 on DraftKings. 
Brendan Todd's actually a really number on DraftKings, really good number on DraftKings versus the market too. He's also 100 to one. CT Pan at 130, I think is also worth a look. We liked him in Canada. Obviously he ended up withdrawing, but he comes in in pretty decent form. Uh, he's someone that I, I had money on until he withdrew and then they gave me my money back. But like, why is KH, I guess KH Lee has won already this year, but you got like Bizadenhout, 65. Mav McNeely, 80. Why is Damon behind all these guys? Like, this is a good Damon course. Good Damon course in form off his TV time. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, I guess I'm a little surprised by that number. Um, Matt McNeely, when's the last time we even saw him? Because I, I felt like I was losing a lot of money on him the last time he was around. I don't know. These are very small greens, so that's always a positive for Matt McNeely. He's He was T30 at this event last year. Last played the Charles Schwab, missed the cut. He's had been on a – he came seventh at the Genesis, and since then he's been 73rd, 46th, 35th, 26th, 32nd, 75th, missed cut. It's been a bad go for old Mav. It's not the worst run you could be like on. Three of those. I think I bet like three of those for sure. Oops. Yeah, it's no different than me betting Scotty Scheffler and him coming in second. So yeah, no, they I, all I lose. Uh, um, good. I, that that I appreciate that. It sort of shows my perception uh, is lined up. I, I like where you've identified that Riley Wise Leishman guys that were like sneaky competitive. Uh, last week and that that even goes deeper with your big damon number yeah that that damon number is still kicking like i said it's 100 on DraftKings sportsbook as we're speaking right now it is 125 at other places that offer placement points as well it's probably a better top 10 bet but like like you said you know you want to play the out more disciplined people can play the top 10s i'll play this one i was actually searching for munoz but he's not playing this week another guy who loitered um had some nice moments last week Hmm. All right. Uh, is there anyone else you want to go? Brooks actually going to play? I would think so. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Good for him. He plays this event every year. Yeah, I guess it works. I don't know. Who are the best of like oh. the, the jabronis in the field? Uh, per my numbers, Vegas spawn list. Ho Woo? Hoagie. Now, Siwoo only rates out number two if you turn on the Pete Dye filters. Cantley, Spieth. Those are your Pete Dye guys. This one... Hoagie's 150 on DK, Pat. That's a pretty good number. I feel like he's been bad recently, though. And, like, sometimes it takes a while. Like, you'll see this in almost any sport. But it takes, like, uh, like a model a little bit of time to catch up. Because when you're playing poorly, especially in golf, you're only getting two rounds of data, if that into it because you're missing the cut every single time so guys will linger at the top of stats a little bit longer than they probably should based on your time frame only because you know they've had three bad tournaments in a row they've only played six rounds of the 24 and they were really good before that but in reality they've missed three cuts in a row <laughs> those are that's yeah the stats are flawed in some respect I, i'm staring like the I, one I, am, I am staring at a harold Varner 60 to one right now you like that? I mean, he's 35 to one elsewhere. I mean, it's a strong number, but do you believe he can win? I mean, I do. Doesn't it feel like it, it like it feels like it's coming for him, doesn't it? I know we felt this for like at least once a season each of the past five seasons, but he's really close. He has 
had like three top sixes in a six event string and then went to Canada and played well before he melted. Um, yeah, it does feel like it is on the precipice. I don't want to like say in some ways, like it felt Matthew Fitzpatrick was coming, but him like guys that felt like, how can they not find a win this year would be in some ways, Fitzpatrick Lowry, Varner and and Zalatoris is is obvious, but who else kind of belongs on that list? <laughs> Do you think that we're in a situation with Varner where it's a lot like Finau, how we always said that it's probably not going to be one of these tournaments that he wins? Like he'll win a FedEx Cup event or something crazy like that against all the best players. Like it doesn't matter what the field strength is for Varner. It's just he's either going to win or he's not. It doesn't matter about the field strength. No, I'm not there. I think field strength might matter for him. I, I Listen, I love Varner. I'm a fan. Uh, there's obviously a boogaboo there. Like, despite the contending, like, once we get into it, I know it's, like, anecdotally easy to mention, but, like, he led the lead, had the lead at Riviera. He topped the ball off the tee. <laughs> he got to that green with the lead in at the, uh, a few weeks ago as his playing partner was making a mess, and he just you know, doesn't hit the hole for like three putts from four feet in the lead. Yeah, that's a tough scene. I have, but I like him. I bet him. Maybe he's a guy that needs to post on Sunday. I don't, I don't know, but no, I'm not there with the field strength. Like with Willie, with Finau, I was, I believe that like bet the bigger number at the full field. Um, with Varner, I'm not there. I think, uh, cause I'll admit, I bet him at a short number to win in Saudi. And he did. <laughs> Okay, so I have four more names. I don't think they're going to be outright bets, but maybe a top 30, top 40. Maybe they're the DraftKings plays that I go with at the lower end. But you know who has returned to form all of a sudden? He is a man of many question marks, Jeff. He's a mystery. Some would call him the Riddler. I just call him John. Top 25s, past two events, not a long course, and hitting the ball close. He makes some putts. He's 200 to one right now. Troy Merritt missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but had an amazing iron week. Couldn't do anything else. But if Merritt's irons are firing, you know that the putter can catch up to him. He's at 200 to one. Higo, you know I like Higo. He actually had a nice memorial run, sucking me back in. And Adam Long keeps playing well. Uh, obviously, he won the Amex. That was at a Pete Dye, at least for two of the rounds. It was at Pete Dye at the Amex. He's someone who's going to hit a lot of fairways. We know he can make the putts. Can his irons catch up? Maybe uh, he's pretty deep down this board at 260 or 160 to one right now as well. I think that those three guys, if you're looking deep for whatever it is you want to do, I think they're completely in play. And you know, who they didn't show a shot of on Sunday, but actually had a really nice U.S. Open. Matt Neesmith. No, Neesmith kind of gagged it away. Hayden Buckley. Mm, yeah, we saw him a bit Saturday, a lot on doing our cut sweat. Uh, and he was out with Rom. So Rom shitting the bed got him just totally off the TV. He played with Rom, I think. Oh, no, that was Saturday. Yeah, Rom, Rom. Rom played with Keegan on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Rom played with Buckley on Saturday. I take that, uh, yeah, I take that back. Pretty, pretty good gonna... week. T14 at the U.S. Opens. No joke. Any thought? Am I making up Wyndham Clark's irons have been good? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously he played well for three rounds. I didn't really even look into Wyndham Clark, but... Obviously, his irons were obviously not horrible. No, he actually lost 3.1 strokes on approach at the RBC Canadian Open. He gained 11 strokes putting in Toronto. 
I was wondering because he was on the leaderboard in Toronto. So and he I looked like he was playing okay last week. And I guess if you want to play that like poor man's version of the guy that played decent, like you know, we're we're trying to stalk that maybe wise Leishman Riley range. Neesmith is probably flirting in like the 150, 200 to one range. He can get totally in fuego with, uh, if you trust, he's going to miss short putts though, as he did on one yesterday to just end his day though. And another guy who, along with Davis Riley would fit that Valspar crossover. Didn't he have a really nice Valspar championship this year? <laughs> it's all, a, I, I don't know. I could lie, but I don't want to. Yeah. He, he was third at Valspar. So it was Burns, then Riley, then Neesmith, one, two, three. So he, I guess, would be the guy, the bigger number player that has a bit of my attention. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to get there outright with any of these guys, but I do think like a top 30, top 40, like I mentioned, 6K range on DraftKings. Tambo and I will discuss this entire thing. 9.15 a.m. in the morning, live on Mayo Media Network on Wednesday. So sub to Mayo Media Network and set your reminders for that right now. Any final thoughts before we get to the quick bits? Uh, No final thoughts. I said a lot about a variety of issues when literally uh, two hours ago I told my wife, I don't have anything to say this morning. There we go. And we went long. That's a good one. (laughs) Let me fire. Yeah, the U.S. Open. And uh, yeah, I'm sad about I think it's going to be a sad live story we well not sad but you know it's gonna be a big thing we're gonna see names the bigger names gonna come we have to do an emergency show then i guess i guess or not quick picks i think they should reach out to you they don't care (laughs) i guess i know you got your yeah you're right they don't care because they'll spend the 200 million on players and then give me some grade five html logo yeah i they're they're not concerned about making money at this point no no they gotta just get off the ground i get it but it's just funny like the richest people on earth they got like kids drawing their logos you think the money they have shouldn't they be going to the people like if your nba team wants a new alternate logo like you go to some fancy firm or something i don't know not like you don't have some kid draw it up and knows html yeah, but as a part of the Live Fun, they probably have, like, I don't know, their nephew is the head graphic designer guy and, like, ship him three million bucks a year to make shitty logos for them. That's how this stuff I works. can't wait <laughs> till, yeah, yeah. Can't wait till they have to, Dustin's forced to go to some, some guy's birthday party to make an appearance. <laughs> Did you see that? I, I don't know if this was true or not. I saw it reported that a part of the like Schwartzel didn't get his money from the live tour. Cause in his contract, the winning payouts are actually a part of the money they received to go. <laughs> I don't know if that was true or not. Can't be true. If that's true, then the PGA better put that on the bulletin board in the traveler's locker room. I forget who reported that. That, that seems, that seems wild. Also, it seems like they're next year they're playing 15 events. Dustin Johnson is obligated to play all 15. If he then is going to play the majors, that's 19. He might have made himself a more inconvenient schedule traveling to more annoying places playing more golf. Not that I think he read the contract, not that I think he cares, he got paid, but it's just funny. Like he might actually end up playing more golf next year with that obligation. Impressive stuff. 
But Actually, yeah. less golf if you consider it's only three rounds. That I have, like, a, I I don't think they're going to change the three rounds, but I think you're going to see them change either the shotgun start. They might have that for the first two days. I, I'm curious to see where this goes because I don't think I, I think that everyone kind of agrees that the shotgun starts a terrible idea and it makes it really hard to follow. But for the first two days, who cares? Kind of thing. We might see a traditional way of playing on Saturday because that seems to be the big thing that people have pointed out for the third round as the big difference between the PGA and live at least through one week of live that the shotgun on the final round is really stupid. And I get that they get paid. Like I get whatever they agreed to go. They got their money, but does Virgil, I mean, I mean, I, sorry, does Pat Perez get kicked out when they sign like 15 good golfers? I don't know, but he, he would get his money either way. Wouldn't they? Yeah, I, mean, I guess, I mean, but then they, he can't. But they can still he, expand the field, couldn't they? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, but live is like Roman numerals. 50, like, I, I, or I guess that's for the shotgun starts. They're about these smaller fields. At some point, they're are they going to kick guys out, or they're just going to uh, maybe they'll be live minor leagues at some point, Pat? Oh, the the live fairy <laughs> tour. Yeah, they probably wouldn't use that. Uh, all right, I don't know. I, yeah, okay, done. Quick. I have nothing to say. You kept talking. Quick picks in one and done for the Travelers Championship. So far, I have wagers on Seamus Power, 60 to 1 with five placement points. Additionally, I have Joel Damon, 125 to 1 with five placement points. Speeth and M are probably going to go on the card as well at 22, hoping for a better Speeth number. And then 35 for Sung J M. And then I have this middle range where I really need to make some hard choices. Riley, Wise, Leishman, Steele. Uh, Steele's ball striking has been absolutely incredible. Harmon at his really good number as well in certain places. Probably end up going with two of them and end up calling it a week. Huh? Long and whatever that guy's name is that I wrote down that I can no longer read because I scribbled it on the page. I like those guys. And Neesmith was the one that you had mentioned that I think they're worth bigger looks at these giant numbers in whatever markets they may be in. So where are you going to go? Uh, so I've bet Sung JM35. I've bet Tony Finau at 40. Uh, I'm going to, I believe I've missed the Seamus Power 60, Pat, but I'm going to get in on a 55 is what it is. Um and I mentioned I like Neesmith, and my one and done will be Spieth. You missed out on the the power. It's gone. I missed out on 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 the on the power. That yeah, it is that site. It, it I is, need a little. It is fifty five to one there now. Yeah, yeah, and I see some other fifty fives. I just that site. I need like I I need I can't just do on my own because they kicked me off. Ooh, um, they they bumped they bumped up Steel to eighty, but they've dropped Damon to one hundred and ten at the moment so the, the numbers they are shifting early on this monday afternoon one and done picks of the week cuss is taking mito Pereira as his one and done do you know who you have not used in one and done yet i don't want to make your pick for you but i think i know who it should be well i said i'm using spieth have i used him oh uh you haven't used Finau yet is what i was going to say but you know you have oh. not you have not used spieth no it's summer of tony uh, well there'll be time for tony he's getting hot getting hot um despite last week obviously okay you are now last in the one and done scotty's week propelled me over you we're still we're still facing cuss morikawa rallied for cuss to get him six hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars in the one and done i gotta figure out who i want to take here i've used spieth i've used sungjay how far down this do i want to go who haven't i have i used i have used xander I haven't used 
Burns yet. Have I used Justin Thomas? I've used Justin Thomas. I've used Rory. I've used Scheffler. This isn't looking good here for me at the Travelers Championship, despite the very strong field that we're going with. I'll use Davis Riley as my one and done. And I will probably end up betting him because of that. We didn't mention Webb Simpson. He's in this field. He's 66 No interest. Okay. Should I be interested? I don't know. I'm not, but I, I, I'm not. I, see, I see the name. Those are pretty big odds. I'm like, oh, it's not bad. I mean, I'm, a, I'm the dud that would like just so much bet Varner three times before I clicked on Webb at the same number right now. Okay. I mean, it's probably not a great strategy, but here we are. And I'm seeing Varner 65 to one. Yeah, the, the money's going off of Harold Varner now. Okay. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. 9, 15 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network on Wednesday. Tambo and myself taking your questions, final plays, DraftKings preview, everything like that. So be there or listen up on the podcast. After the fact, it'll be up on the feed. Uh, part two of my chat with Justin Herzig from Establish the Run on Best Ball. We're talking top stacks, late round plays on Tuesday on the Pat Mayo Experience. So you can catch up on all the football that's going on. DraftKings Best Ball, the lobby's open. You can go draft your teams right now. Jeff, what do you got going on for the rest of the week? Uh, doing my videos for Odds Checker with Rick Gaiman. Uh, they'll have my picks. I'll be out Tuesday morning live with the boys from Betsperts at 11 at 11 a.m. Props video on Wednesday. Thank you, Adam Scott, for hitting that seven footer on 18 to push Top American. Um, he's Australian. He missed a four, he, he's top from Australian. Australian plus 450 because you missed a four footer on on 17 so enjoy live buddy he's going to the way his burner that used to be his burner that's no longer his burner there's no way that adam scott is not ending up on live like did, no way did did you see that the BMW International Open, which is taking place over in, I believe, Germany this week. Billy Horschel, the betting favorite, 12 to 1, by the way. That Louis and Sergio are playing in this event? Yeah. So uh, the, we, did you hear the rumors? I mean, obviously, you heard about the rumors of Liv buying the DP World Tour. Your, your old boss is ahead of the DP World Tour. You think that's going to happen? Yeah, I do. Because Keith loves the grease, man. <laughs> Keith loves the grease. And I don't know. This might not be. Can I? Oh, I shouldn't do this. You can say it. He and signed, I, you, you can say he it. He signed and I, that $6 billion contract to show hockey games for a certain network. That thing backfired instantly. Instantly. And Keith is is never going to be there when the fire burns. He was so smart. He took that parachute, jumped right out the window at the first smell of smoke and landed that that uh, live in the country club lifestyle on, on Wentworth. The guy is a shrewd operator. I promise you. One thing he's not is stupid. And he he is is very calculated. From from the glasses he'll walk out of his house wearing to the business deals, despite the hawk that that one for certain Canada TV network just costing people's jobs as the Leafs never won around since its inception. But um, he will not. Keith Pelly 
will not be a bet a million dollars. Keith Pelly would not will not be held holding the bag. He will not be the last guy holding a bag of Bitcoin. Is kind of my point. No way. No way. Now, are people so, say, yeah, are, are, are people saying this because these guys are playing in this event? Because it would make a lot of logical sense with BMW being such a massive sponsor of the DP World Tour. Obviously, you talked about Wentworth. They do that. They do this German event. I believe they have another one as well. That to appease BMW as a title sponsor, if Louis and Sergio want to play, who are they to say no if they're the two biggest draws that they have? Yeah. That, that could be a big part of it there's still a lot of unknowns but i wouldn't be shocked if if dp eh, sorry if kp followed the money patrick the money that's what the money is for uh final thing happy father's day to you and all the fathers out there even if you're not a father I hope you had a good weekend. I wish you well, too. But when Zalatoris missed that putt, my kids are three and two. They don't like to speak, as we saw in the video. Although my son <laughs> speaks a whole lot better than he does in that video. I don't know what the hell he was doing. But when Zalatoris missed the putt, I just I, I let out an audible groan. It was like an, ugh. And simultaneously, the three-year-old was next to me. The two-year-old was next to me. They were even on their iPads. And they both said at the same time, Daddy, okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay, man. Yeah. So mad. When he hit the putt on 11, I went to the other room to kiss my girls, and I even missed Matthew Fitz. When Matthew Fitzpatrick Foss walked in his putt on 11, that missed, and then he missed the comebacker, I didn't even see him miss the comebacker because I went to the other room to kiss my girls. I was so happy thinking it was happening. And then it didn't happen. But this show happened, so please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Smash the like, early lean, sub to the channel. Newsletter coming out on Wednesday evening as well. Once again, 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, with the live chat with Tambo, finalizing the week and going over all of the DraftKings plays. Thank you all for watching. Hope you had a good week. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.